0: You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 77. In this episode, I'm speaking to Lisa Kortov about how being authentic grows your business. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigron, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews, to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Lisa who runs a membership, blog, podcast, and Facebook Live TV called Small Steps Living which is all about taking a step-by-step approach to healthier living. What stood out for me when I got to know Lisa was how authentic she is on social media and in her whole approach to business. And that's actually the key to her success. You'll find links to Lisa and show notes of this episode by going to sigrun.com forward slash 77. I am so excited to be here with Lisa Cordoff, who I did not know existed a year ago, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> we met well, I think it was on a call in December 2016, when we both joined James Wetmore's Inner Circle, you know, his high-level VIP Mastermind, and I got to meet this amazing woman, and now she's on the show with me. Welcome on the show, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. So, Lisa, it's been fascinating to watch you. I think something we were just talking about this before I hit record, that if there is one thing, if, if somebody asked me to describe you, I would say she's so real. She's so authentic. She kind of just, she's not trying to pretend to be anyone else. And I think that's her magic.
1: And it's so confronting to hear that because, you know, I think in this world of online business, it's all about the strategies or those little silver bullets that we're all looking for to kind of help us propel our business forward. And it really took me a long time. And James has helped me a lot this year, recognize that I'm the silver bullet that showing up just as me. That was it. That was it all along. And I just had no idea about that. Well,
0: I guess what we are best at is something that we don't see. And sometimes somebody else needs to tell us. So you know that. But if you describe to the audience, like, what does it mean to you? Like, what is the difference?
1: Well, I tell you, when I first started my blog back in, it was the end of 2012. And I was looking around my my interest at that time and still is, is, is whole foods. And I was trying to move my family because of what I'd recently learned to eating more food made from scratch basically. And I thought, you know, I'm a natural extrovert. I have a background in TV, video production, communications. And so I just naturally, I had two little kids, very little kids at home. We'd moved to a new city and I needed a hobby. So I started a blog. It's so cliche, but it's what I did. And (laughs) um, I thought the whole time I thought, you know what? I'm not going to be someone that I'm not here. I'm not going to be saying I'm a guru that you need to follow. I'm not going to say that I'm doing this perfectly. The only thing that I can do is show up as me. And I have maintained true to that the whole time. I didn't think that other mums, especially in my position, who were trying to juggle a lot of things, who are really hard on themselves most of the time, um, they're, you know, closet, if not out there, perfectionists, did not need someone else to kind of admire from a distance who made them feel like crap about themselves. I thought, you know what, I'm in the trenches with them. That is where this all starts. I am with them. I am one of them and I'm going to talk to them, not at them. So we have a conversation. My blog, my Facebook page has always been a conversation and you can't have conversations with people you can't relate to so I just kept on thinking if I'm a normal person and I'm trying with this stuff if I'm struggling with this stuff then it's going to it's going to resonate with people who would vibe with me and that was I that's the only people I really want in my community I don't want to attract people who you know are who have this idea of who I might be if I'm showing up as myself I'll attract the right crowd.
0: And it's so refreshing. It's almost like you're sharing all the mistakes, the failures and everything. And you think to yourself, not many people are doing that.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And it's funny because my good friend and I have just launched a podcast called Keeping Good Company. And I'm bringing that whole same vibe to that podcast about building businesses and growing businesses and what you know we're both not afraid to show the failures the wins we're not out there to be gurus we just want to keep having the conversations and so yeah I mean I worked in uh, sustainability in behavior change in sustainability for many years before I had kids and before I started this and I came across this theory, it was the Kaizen approach to behavior change, and it came from Japan. And it was basically that you can't move people from zero to hero. It just doesn't happen like that. And yet we all expect that in many ways in our lives. I see it in the food world, when people kind of go, oh my gosh, I've got to remove this, remove that. I've got to go on a diet. I've got to change my life overnight. They just set themselves up for failure. And it's the same in the online business world, for sure. They, you know, we think we can go from zero to hero and it very, very rarely happens like that. You know that. I know that. It takes... There's, there's always more to learn. There's always mindset shifts to move and break through. There's so much more than just following a formula. And so that small step approach, that just taking one step and nailing that and then taking the next step and nailing that, that's how I teach in my small steps living business and it's the same things when I get interviewed like this or when I talk Um, I get asked down here in Australia to do talks to different groups about my online business journey and it's always about just take a bit of action then take some more then take some more and don't expect it to be perfect same rules with food same rules with business yeah, that's
0: so refreshing and honest and authentic. So the small steps idea, the, the small steps living, how did that come about? Was it just because you started this blog, you want to be more healthy or is there a, another story to it?
1: Yeah, it did. That was it. I thought this is going to help keep me accountable. And I just thought it was at, at that time, well, I know here in Australia, people were starting to think about you know, preservatives and additives in their food. There was just this general shift in consciousness, but very few people sharing stuff, honestly. But at the end of 2014, so I had my third child in June of 2014. My eldest was of the three was still three when I had her. So I had three children in under four years. And uh, I knew that I was going to have to go back to work. If I didn't <laughs> create some sort of income around this blog, I kept telling my husband, don't worry, there's a reason for this. I know I'm going to do something. In 2013, I'd done B-School with Marie Folio, And I mean, I only ever did two modules of that, but it really did open me up to a huge, like a huge community of amazing people. It gave me a new perspective of what was possible So at the end of 2014, I launched a 21-day Whole Foods challenge and it was totally free. I had no idea what I was doing. A friend had to create the MailChimp sign-up form for me. There was no Facebook ads back then. It was just all organic reach, which was great, and my organic Facebook reach is still amazing, and I, I think there's a secret to that. I had 500 people sign up to that 21-day challenge. I had my list before that was about 700. So they were just coming from Facebook. It was very new and fresh. You know, no one else was doing it at that time. A friend and I were just like, let's just try that. So I delivered it via email. I had videos recorded in Vimeo and it was an email-based challenge. There was no website for it, nothing. It was just all email. And that became the basis of my what was my signature program, Small Steps to Whole Foods. So I basically tested my idea with a free challenge and then I extended that out and made it an eight-week course and I had 550 people sign up to that very first program, which now seems outrageous. You know, my email list was 1,400. The rules didn't apply back then. And so, yeah, from there I had to start learning what to do. Cause that blew my mind. That was a, a $35,000 first launch and it totally changed my life. It made me realize that it was possible to earn money from this, but I didn't know anything then about building an email list. I was really, I learned on the fly. I had to get help very quickly. I rebranded and it was only last year that I moved from LisaCorduff.com to smallstepsliving.com because I felt like the business had kind of outgrown my name. It was its own thing and it's there's so many plans that I've got for that business and I really want it to kind of flourish. Uh, it's like a playground really, my business. I have worked very much from a place of what feels really fun and light and helpful and then moved from there.
0: Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. So you had still, sometimes when people say, oh yeah, there's no overnight success. Of course, there's no overnight success. You had had a block for two years already when you did your first launch, but that's still amazing numbers.
1: But and- do you know, you know, when you talk about the, the authenticity and stuff, I had been in conversation with these women. I hadn't just been... Like they trusted me. I think one of the most important things, it's like marketing 101 is the no like trust factor. And I think that people know when you're really there, when you really care, when you are invested in them and their development. And I think that a lot of the stuff that I see in the online world takes that a little bit for granted or it doesn't sort of focus on it. I I had those numbers because those women had been following me that had a brilliant free experience or they'd just been you know watching me for the last few years and they trusted me they absolutely had built a trust and yeah. that continues to show in my launch stats you know when I look at the average amount of time people have been on my list before they buy from me you know it's a decent amount of time It's at least like usually the average is around half a year. Yeah, that's also refreshing to
0: hear because, you know, that what many teach is just like, oh, you do a launch and you can make a lot of money, but most people need more time.
1: And, you know, I think that really things changed for me when I committed to adding a new piece of content each week to my website whether that be a video, whether it be a blog or a recipe. And now, you know, with the podcast and emailing them every Friday, they get an email from me and I've never stopped that. I committed to that and I show up for them. I stay connected to them. They share my story and I think that that means something as well. I don't just get in contact with them when I've got something to sell.
0: No, this consistency topic has come up again and again and again with everyone who's been successful is about consistently creating content, something of value for your ideal clients. But we talked about also, you know, this authenticity and you say you still have great organic reach. For most people, reach has gone down. We're talking about Facebook pages, obviously, and you have to pay to play. But if you do it your way, you maybe get away with not paying. What What's the recipe?
1: I do a lot of story posts. So I always share an image, every post that I do. I used to think like I was on that bandwagon for a long time that I had to be posting three times a day to stay in people's feeds. Absolutely incorrect. And I very, very rarely share links to anything else. Even if I write a blog post that is a recipe, I will just copy and paste that and put it in Facebook. I think I heard from Jada Selner from Simple Green Smoothies. She um, she spoke at ProBlogger a few years ago here in Australia and she said, you know, go where the party's at because I was always like, oh, I'm not very good on Instagram or, you know, blah, blah. blah. I don't even have a Twitter account really. And her message was really, well, just, make it easy for them to consume your content, go where the party's at. So Facebook remains my, you know, party space, but I do a lot of Facebook live. I would go live once a week on my page and, and I share video like organic video on my page. So not a link out to YouTube. And, you know, I I also, I teach video marketing because I am so passionate about, well, the fact is, Facebook want to become the TV in our pocket and they are going to reward the Facebook pages that are giving them great content. They want us to be doing video. I heard that they even pay some Facebook pages, some of the big Facebook pages to do Facebook lives. I know it's a, it's a whisper I heard around the traps, but you never, it's like, This is the direction that they want to go. They're going to reward you. So my relevancy scores then when I do Facebook ads are amazing because my organic reach on Facebook is already great. And then there are obviously click throughs to my website sometimes, but Facebook knows me as a great Facebook page. And I don't have, I've just clicked over 20,000 likes. So it's not as though I'm huge, like I'm, I'm not a huge Facebook page, but I'm relevant to them. I share, people can connect with my posts. I tell stories, I give them something to connect to. It's not just about sharing information. I don't think it ever, ever is. And good marketing is about connecting, Mm. giving people something to connect with, personalizing something really basic, you know, telling a funny story, giving them, asking them questions. You know relating to them I just I don't think it's as complicated as people make out but you have to be in it like it has to be a part of the job yeah so do you schedule at all nope
0: no that's what I thought
1: yeah no I, but and I post once a day and I, I post something meaningful I put yeah. thought into it
0: yeah yeah, well, it actually is that Facebook has changed. So it's not about quantity, it's about quality. And, and that's what you've done, you know, whether it's been a strategy or just being you.
1: Well, I think, yeah. I mean, I think it just has has been me. I'm not short with words. Twitter never excited me because I'm like, well, I don't. How can I make this shorter? <laughs> so I just, I love, I do love that with Facebook, but you know, I think the other thing is, you know, what we were talking about before we switched on, my audience see me, they can, they see themselves in me. When I turn up at the end of a day in my kitchen and it's hot and sweaty and I'm trying to cook dinner for the kids and my toddler is on my hip and I'm just trying my best and I want to share with them, that is so nice for them to see that you know maybe I don't know maybe they put me on a pedestal just because I have a Facebook page and because you know that video creates a little bit of celebrity Mm -hmm. but they see that and they see themselves and that just gives them a little bit of peace because we're all the same we've all got the same kind of struggles like we don't have to I don't know. I, I just think that it's a safe space for them and they feel they can talk back because I just look like a friend. When I meet my small steppers in real life, they're like, I just kind of always got this feeling like if we just met each other at the school drop-off that we'd be mates, <laughs> <laughs> yes. which is yes. so, so nice. Yeah.
0: And that's what I love. I even love your ads. And you know, <laughs> it's about that refreshing authenticity, not trying to pretend being someone else or all made up it's just you connecting with your audience so Lisa I I think people have to go to your website we'll link in the show notes to your website to your Facebook page so that my audience sees what I'm really talking about here how authentic real honest you are and how that can help them you know if they're looking to build their business how that's something they should take away from this talk today
1: I think the the one thing to Sigrun for your audience is getting cool with being vulnerable because it is scary a little bit to be so yourself, so much easier to hide behind a mask and put on a front or be a brand or something. But I can absolutely say that when people see real people, it's a lot harder to be mean to them or say harsh comments or something like that, because we relate to humans. Um, We don't relate to, you know, Photoshopped and whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't think it's necessarily right for every single business, but I remember in his last launch, James used a really sort of old dodgy photo of himself and it did really, really well. (laughs) And he gave that a shot because he saw what I was doing. Yeah, he was inspired by you. (laughs) That was a bizarre moment. but, uh, But, you know, I think it's also, I mean, when we're cruising through our Facebook feed and we're scrolling along, I don't know about you, but I tend to scroll through the too flashy, too perfect it feels like someone's trying to sell me something. Whereas if I see a photo that looks like my friend could have posted it, I'm like, Oh, what's that? Oh, oh, hang on a minute. What's this? You know? Yeah. And that's exactly so how not... your
0: posts look like and your ads. And that's why I think that's one key to your success is that you have not tried to Photoshop your life or your business in order to attract clients. And, uh, that's your key differentiator
1: yeah it's so weird yeah it is but it is it's just a it's a weird thing I guess you know what it was Sigrun I started to realize I had no time when I started off I was literally pumping stuff out in nap time I had these one and a half hour two hour bursts when I needed to get stuff done I had my kids at home with me you know there was a baby there that whole first year of my business. And then I, I had two days a week, which were nine till 2.30, really. I really, when people say they have limited time, I really had limited time and I had to make the most of it. And that's what really forced me not to Photoshop, not to try too hard, just get stuff out there. But that's, I think momentum is key with online business. Keeping the wheels churning, you know, and I couldn't be overly precious about it. I just, I just had to get stuff up and I had to do it and I had to get cool with imperfection. And I think that more people would get more done and create more of an impact if they just took that little piece of advice.
0: Yeah better done than perfect or ship if you're shipping a perfect product Seth Godin says you're shipping too late.
1: Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you Seth. Thank you once again.
0: <laughs> well, thank you Lisa for being on the show. It is a breath of fresh air both to see you online and also to talk to you in person. Uh I know Uh, I'm going to be, you know, waving one day and say, I know Lisa, I know Lisa. Oh, get out of town.
1: (laughs) I know Sigrun. Oh my God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Lisa. I know it's late for you in Australia. It's early morning in Iceland. We're recording this. This is our time zone, but it's amazing making these trips around the world in real time. I appreciate you asking me. Thank you so much. ready to turn your passion into profits? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigrun.com forward slash 77. There you'll also find links to Lisa and show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.